Let freedom ring this afternoon at 2 with Sean Hannity. Right before Joe Walsh at 5 on AM560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan and Amy. And uh, subpoenas issued by the Southern District of New York for Trump's inauguration committee. Uh, Trump was asked about uh, the Mueller investigation. This is separate and distinct from the Southern District of New York's investigation. But Trump was asked about Russia, the Russian collusion investigation, in his pre-Super Bowl interview on Sunday. Margaret Brennan just reading down a list of questions. Not much of a dialogue there. And Trump, because he was impressed, gave his pat answer on the topic. Well, look, the Russia thing is a hoax. I have been tougher on Russia than any president, maybe ever, but than any president. We're, but when it comes def- to the investigation that the special counsel is conducting, I mean, 34 people have been charged here. Excuse seven me. Guilty okay, you ready? Okay, you ready? Of the 34 people, many of them were bloggers from Moscow, mm-hmm. or they were people <laughs> that had nothing to do with me, had nothing to do with what they're talking about, or they were people that, that got caught telling a fib or telling a lie. I think it's a terrible thing that's happened to this country because this investigation is a witch hunt. It's a terrible witch hunt, and it's a disgrace. Stays on message, and he's certainly right about the three dozen that uh, the media likes to focus on. Uh, But, uh, again, the state of play with both investigations, the focus on the Mueller, Russia, that may be wrapping up soon. But don't forget about that Southern District of New York investigation, which Andy McCarthy has not forgotten about it. He's written extensively about it since the beginning and suggested on more than one occasion that that's where Trump is in real legal jeopardy, the Mueller investigation, more political jeopardy, if you will. Andy McCarthy, former chief assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, now, of course, contributing editor at Nash Review, joins us now. Andy, thanks for being with us again. Appreciate it. Hello, Andy. Andy, do we have you? Gotcha. It's not great, but I'm here. Okay, great. Um, thanks, Andy. Uh, so let's just start with the subpoenas that were issued uh, to Trump's inauguration committee. Um, give us your insight on the importance of those subpoenas. Yeah, well, I think, Dan, that the problem here for Trump is that, that the game has started in a way. The uh, Southern District investigation been charged so far has been a pretty aggressive use of the campaign finance felonies out. Uh, that's what the charges have been against uh, Cohen. He pled guilty to a couple of campaign finance charges that a number of finance experts, uh, Brad Smith, I think most prominent among them, who used to be a election commission, uh, don't. You know, we're Andy. We're having, yeah, we're having. We've got a bad, Cohen. Andy. We've got a bad connection with you. Let, let's uh, let's try to reset here. Let's try and see if we can get Andy on a better line so we can get his insight. So, so let's take a break and we'll try to effort Andy McCarthy and be right back. The more you listen, the more you listen, the more you'll know. This is Chicago's morning answer. Morning answer on AM five sixty. The answer. When you hire a new employee, do you really know who you're hiring? What if you could do thorough research on potential employees and avoid future HR conflicts and trouble? It may sound like a daunting task, but with ETS Intelligence LLC, it's easy to get all the info on a potential hire. ETS is one of the leading private detective and security agencies in the U.S. Their client roster includes 
includes major law firms, insurance companies, high net worth individuals, and more. Our world can be a dangerous place to live and do business in. ETS Intelligence makes you safe by specializing in complex and high-tech investigations, background checks, computer forensics, surveillance, forensic accounting, and more. Let ETS Intelligence be the vetting intelligence agency for your company or business. They also provide personal security services. ETS Intelligence LLC, owned and operated by experienced active duty law enforcement. Call toll-free 800-230-7429. 800-230-7429. Oh, I know you've heard of commercials for Balance of Nature, and after hearing all of the testimonials, and you wonder, gosh, is this real? Does this product really work? Well, let me tell you, those testimonials are 100% real. I've met Dr. Howard and his family. Dr. Howard, as you know, is the founder and creator of Balance of Nature. We spent time together, and he showed me the emails, and I listened to the voicemails that he gets every single day from real people who are living healthier lives because they are taking Balance of Nature. Look, we're all busy. How many of us actually eat a balanced diet? Are we really getting enough fruits and veggies? No. Admit it. So that's where Balance of Nature comes in. Real fruits and veggies in a capsule. 30 fruits and vegetables picked at the peak of freshness. They flash dried in this incredible machine. Uh, it's ground into a powder, put into a capsule, no preservatives. The great part is it's easy to digest. And in a matter of days, you can start to notice a difference. Begin the new year by getting healthier with Balance of Nature and receive 35% off when you order by using promo code CHICAGO. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Again, use promo code CHICAGO for 35% off your first order of fruits and veggies from Balance of Nature. The most popular days to get engaged are Christmas, New Year's, and Valentine's Day. And guys, finding the perfect wedding venue can be harder to figure out than the color and quality of the perfect diamond. With love in the air, Avante Banquets is here to help you plan the wedding of your dreams for the party of a lifetime at a price right for you. Avante Banquets is part of the family-owned Chicago Prime Restaurants with a picturesque location open just last year near Barrington, providing fine American dining and a timeless experience. Avante is an exceptional space for your wedding or corporate events and fundraisers for an intimate gathering or parties of 500 or more. The calendar is filling up, so secure your day today at avantebanquets.com. That's A-V-A-N-T-E, banquets.com. With wedding packages starting at just $39 a person. Experience exceptional hospitality with the Calcunos family at Avante Banquets. Because classic never goes out of style. AvanteBanquets.com. AvanteBanquets.com. AM560. The answer. Dan and Amy, are, let's see if we've got Andy McCarthy back. Uh, we got Andy? Andy, are you with us? Hey, Dan, how are you? All right, great. Uh, Andy McCarthy, of course. Former Chief Assistant U.S. Attorney, Southern District of New York, contributing editor of National Review. Andy, we were talking about the subpoenas that were issued by the Southern District of New York to Trump's inauguration committee and the importance of those subpoenas, and you were offering your insight. Yeah, well, I just think that the Southern District's been uh, on a very aggressive interpretation of the campaign finance laws, which ordinarily... Uh, are not treated as felony offenses. They were in uh, in the case that uh, Cohen pled guilty to two counts on. And the interesting thing there is there are a lot of people who are very knowledgeable about campaign finance law, like Brad Smith, who used to run the FEC, 
uh, who say that these are not what Cohen pled guilty to were not actually felonies, that he seems to have uh, pled guilty in order to appease the prosecutors to something that may not actually have been an in-kind campaign contribution. So it's a, it's, it's a pretty complex area, and it's tough to hazard a guess when you don't quite know what they're up to yet. And, but just with the, the inauguration committee, I mean, is the, this is, uh, again, would be under the rubric of campaign finance in terms of the investigation, right? That's sort of the four corners of their focus? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it, you know, it's always possible, Dan, when you're talking about money, that they could be thinking about things like fraud and money laundering. But, right. you know, you're really speculating without knowing, you know, without having a better idea of exactly the, the trail they're on. And uh, how do you assess, uh, since we haven't talked to you since it happened, the uh, the arrest of Roger Stone, the importance of uh, of uh, you know that latest twist in the Mueller investigation, with uh, some indication from the acting attorney general that uh, his investigation will be concluding in the not too distant future. Yeah, well, I think Whitaker's statement that the investigation is winding down is, is consistent with what we've been seeing for the last number of weeks, where uh, Mueller's actually transferred a number of the cases that he brought to other components of the Justice Department. They've stepped down a bit. They're letting the cooperators get sentenced, which you wouldn't ordinarily do if you uh, were looking at their testimony coming in some big proceeding. But all that said, I think, you know, they just they just indicted Stone. He's going to trial, he says. So that's going to take a number of months to work itself out. He's still got an active grand jury. So when I think I think when Whitaker says says you know it's nearing a conclusion, um, you know everything's relative, especially when you're when you have prosecutors talking about time. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, what did you think of the overuse, or I think the overuse of police force and taking him into custody? I mean, you had a helicopter overhead, you had two armed vehicles uh, nearby, you had 29 armed officers storming his house. This man not a flight risk not a violent offender, and uh, doesn't even have a passport, and the judge or whoever wrote off on that knew that. So do you think they're trying to taint the jury before the jury's even formed against Roger Stone? I think it's a, the whole thing to me is a, is a shameful episode. I, I don't want to suggest that the things that Stone is accused of are frivolous because they're not. I mean, they, they look like they have him on you know, some pretty black and white, false statements to the congressional committee the uh i must say the witness tampering thing where he says to the guy you know pull a nixon or do, do a frankie pentangeli the character from godfather part two right yeah. uh if i were if i were Mueller, i would have hesitated to put in that put those that count in there for uh fear of fueling an insanity defense i mean that's how, <laughs> you know crazy that sounds but it's you know look witness tampering is a 20-year felony uh, you know, there's different gradations of witness tampering, but it's a serious offense. All that said, the overkill of the arrest and the way the indictment is crafted, I mean, the indictment is 20 pages of heavy breathing, and then we get to the end and there's nothing. I mean, basically you have seven process crimes against a non-member of the campaign, basically a hanger-on uh, who, who isn't really a focal figure in what we've been told was the rationale for the investigation from the beginning, which is this whole idea of a an espionage conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russia. And I believe that these indictments, the way they're done, which is they use the, uh, the indictment as a pretext to give a narrative 
about this uh, hyped-up version of collusion, and then you flip to the last page, and it's a bunch of process crime, and then you couple it with these overkill arrests, the whole thing is it looks to me like it's something that's uh, intending to try to make this look a lot more serious than it is because it was sold, that is the rationale for having a special counsel in the first place, uh, as something that was much more ambitious than what we're going to end up with at the end. I want to switch gears. We've got the president's State of the Union address tonight, and this is sort of the intersection of law and politics. You've written about uh, the constitutionality of uh, the president making a declaration of a national emergency to repurpose uh, funds that have been allocated for other domestic projects and list the Army Corps right. of Engineers and that matter. It, it, the intersection of the law, what you think the president can do, and the politics of it, do you think it would be wise for the president to use this uh, this this uh, opportunity to make the declaration uh, or do you see this as sort of Pelosi and Schumer baiting him into doing that in advance of the February 15th deadline that he's otherwise signed off on derailing those negotiations and, uh, uh, and, and, and marginalizing himself further on this topic? Well, I think the cynical, hard-nosed interpretation of this um, is that the minute he declares a, a national emergency, they're going to tootle into court and some, you know, aggressive district judge is going to, to stay it and make it a nationwide stay. And then everybody can retreat to their corners, right? Because it'll be working its way through the courts for months. So, you know, I think there's some people who are pretty smart, like Lindsey Graham, who's a good lawyer, uh, and a, uh, a a pretty calculating politician, and he's one. Of, I see he's one of the leading cheerleaders for uh, the president declaring the national emergency. I, I think he's smart enough to know that maybe that's the way out of this whole thing. That you know, that what will end up happening is the judge will pull the plug on it about 15 seconds after Trump uh, declares it, uh, and then that'll be the end of the issue for a while. Um, my my instinct is that you know legally, I think. The authority is there. He can do it. I wouldn't do it, but I think he could do it. I don't think it's a good thing for the law that the president has that power. What I've said from the beginning, though, is I think he's been very effective at calling people's attention to the crisis at the border, the security crisis. And what I worry about is the minute he declares an emergency, then the issue goes from the crisis, the security crisis at the border, to whether he's acting lawlessly or not. And I, you know, I'm not a political guy, I, I admit, but to me, that deserves him. Yeah, that's, I think that's a good point. He's Andy McCarthy, former chief assistant U.S. attorney, Southern District of New York, a contributing editor at nationalreview.com. Andy, thanks for joining us as always. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a great day. You too. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Before you see it on TV, share it on Facebook or read about it in the paper. Hear it here first. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer.